Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames. We are switching things up today for our player report card series. We are doing a deep dive down the Mangiapane line, and let's jump right into it. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. I know this episode's going up a little bit later than normal, so I appreciate you tuning in to our player report card series where we are talking about Blake Coleman, Andrew Mangiapane, and Michael Backlund. This is one of the most fun lines in hockey to watch and figured they deserved a whole episode dedicated to them. So let's jump into it. This time we're going to start with the freshly acquired Blake Coleman. He was acquired... uh, last summer during free agency and he was the shiny new toy that everyone was so excited about he signed a six-year deal worth um 26 million dollars in an average (laughs) average annual value of (laughs) 4.9 million dollars so he didn't even you know he's not breaking the bank here you know and why would you be disappointed that This team is bringing in someone who knows what it takes to win, who was part of one of the most fantastic lines in all of NHL, all of the NHL, and back-to-back Stanley Cup winner, for God's sakes. Like, you're getting someone who knows how to score, how to play defensively, how to contribute, and most importantly, they know how to win, right? And he scored 16 goals. Not bad. Through 81 games this season, which it's not out of the ordinary for him. It's not. I think, you know, when you're switching teams and you're finding your new chemistry and your line mates, you are bound to kind of, I don't want to say hit a slump, but you're going to kind of plateau until you find that chemistry again. And to be fair, he's only scored 20 plus goals twice in his career. And Those were back in the day, were three plus years removed from that when he was scoring that with the New Jersey Devils. So I would assume he's going to find this, that stride in his game again, because uh, number one, he's here for another five seasons. (laughs) And the line that they put together, that Daryl Sutter has put together, is a productive line. And it's not just about. The goal scoring. That's what your top line is for. And you're getting more of the defense out of this line. And you are absolutely getting that from Blake Coleman as well. There is no doubt about that. And he found himself right at home on that Mangiapane, Backlund, and Coleman line. Now, going from (laughs) the Braden Point, uh, Barkley Goudreau, and Blake Coleman line, you know, you got... You got a little bit of room here. There's, They're not highly uh, regarded as that line, but they are making that name for themselves. Coleman was very strong defensively, and we all knew 
that he was going to add that two-way defense, the two-way game going into this. He was a third-line player in Tampa, right? That third line was such a problem. It was a threat to no, to any, every, anyone and anyone, everyone and anyone and everyone. I can't talk today. I, I apologize, <laughs> but he, that team was so deep. Like I swear, you could, you had like two or three top lines. Whenever that team, <laughs> with that team, they were just such a problem. And it's still a problem because they're back at the Stanley Cup final again for the third year in a row. You don't see that too often. So, my God, <laughs> they're not, they were not messing around when they uh, made all these decisions. But I do think back to back to the Flames, because I could go on a rant about Tampa for a whole day, but I would say that he is a middle six player in Calgary until this team decides to move on from Sean Monahan. And again, whenever I talk about things like this, I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the player and kind of what they're bringing to the ice. You know, uh, I, I don't think that Sean Monahan is going to bounce back in any way, shape or form that is going to make him a third or second line center next season. And I think that those are kind those are roles that are going to be taken up probably by Michael Backlund, who we talk about later in this episode, and maybe Adam Razichka, unless this team, you know, goes out and signs another center in free agency. But I don't want to rub any more salt in the wounds. But please know, please know that Blake Coleman should have had six points this postseason. It wasn't a kicking motion. I don't care. That puck was going in regardless. But I do think that uh, Coleman's post-game performance was fine. I think he did a great job uh, when he was out on the ice and he did what he needed to do. But I also think it would have been a little bit better had Sutter played that line against the McDavid line rather than the fourth line, which was just big bodied dudes who couldn't really do anything. I think that it would have been quite beneficial to have this defensive two way, these defensive forwards out there against them that through the entire series, it didn't make any sense, but you know, at the end of the day, I didn't win the Jack Adams. That was Daryl Sutter. He knows what he's doing, and coming up next, we are going to talk about Andrew Mangiapane, but first, let's talk about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a fantastic, uh, great way to jumpstart your day and kickstart your metabolism. AG1 is something that I take because I want to improve my gut health, have more energy, and really focus on my immune system. I'm someone who battles chronic illness, and I think that it is very important for me to make the most of what I have. And with AG1, you are getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, and probiotics with adaptogens. And it is just a good way to start your day and to make you feel good about yourself. And when you look good, you feel good, and it just I feel like it ties together everything, (laughs) 
everything in your life. And it is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free. And it, it contains one less contains less than one gram of sugar. And Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company. In 2020, they per, they purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old growth rainforests. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system <laughs> with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop of in one scoop in a cup of water every day. No need to take a handful of pills or uh, any pills anymore, including multivitamins, because AG1 has what you need. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs within your first purchase. I used one of the travel packs when I uh, drove down to Boston, and it was nice. It was very convenient. All you have to do is you is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto, and you can find the show at LO underscore Flames Pod. Last summer, I wrote an article about how I thought that Mangiapane had solidified himself as a top six player in the Flames organization. And I shared that article, and people had said, you know, he hasn't really, like, done anything Uh, you know he hasn't really broken out yet he hasn't he hasn't proved himself which I I thought that he had kind of shown signs that he was on the uh um, the cusp of a breakout season and elevating him in the lineup would benefit him and I think I was right because (laughs) oh man he jumped from 18 to th- goals to 35 goals in one season with a career-high 55 points. He was making a name for himself. I think at one point in, in the season, he led the league with most goals on the road. I think towards the end of the season, he had like 26 or 28 goals on the road, which is so impressive because, you know, players do tend to perform better on home ice, but I think he had one heck of a season that just deserves to be remembered. I think he, you know, it's a contract year for him as well, 26-year-old RFA, and he he knew that he was going to be fighting for a qualifying offer in some sort of, um, some sort of just appreciation and value on this roster as this team moved forward. And he, (laughs) he is certainly appreciated by fans and the front office, but I do think that his postseason fell a little flat. I don't think that he was playing at a hundred percent and whether that be because he, I mean, he wasn't injured. He absolutely, I don't believe that he ended the season with an injury at all. Uh, Could it be because he was out coached and his coach wasn't exactly setting him up to succeed? Or could it be because he just didn't have the confidence? And to be fair, 
to be very, very fair, this was his first taste of winning in the playoffs. His first playoff experience was that gentleman sweep back in 2018-2019 season against the Colorado Avalanche, and he had one goal. And then the bubble, he had five points through 10 games. And again, that was still early enough in his career where he wasn't being coached by someone who knew how to play to his strengths and knew how to get the most out of not just him, but the players around him. And then they missed the playoffs last year. And then this season, he, uh, where did I, he, he ended up having, so he had six points through 12 games, which again, isn't bad. Like it's really not a bad stat. I don't think that he just, I just don't think he lived up to his full potential because of how successful his, regular season was and again this is a small sample size and you look at it like that and that's why I don't think it's fair to fully judge a player based on just their postseason performance alone but um I I just I think he earned himself a nice contract I do and at the start of the season and checking in through this uh middle of the season Uh, His agent said that they really weren't interested in a one to two year contract. They wanted something a little bit more long term and something concrete. And Elliot Friedman reported uh, last week that he is a high priority on the Flames list of uh, free agents. But he understands that Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk come first, which makes complete sense. And I understand why. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure Mangiapane understands. <laughs> it is a very, uh, you know, basic understanding of where you fall. And, you know, to be third on a list of your team's most important free agents is pretty good, considering that list is kind of long this year. But to come right after Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau, like... That, that basically makes you the best, the second best player because you have Matt, uh, Gaudreau at 1A and Kachuk at 1B, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I don't think that he's going anywhere. I think that the Flames are going to re-sign him. I think the Flames are going to re-sign Johnny. And more than likely, Matthew Kachuk. I don't think Manji could get off or she did. I don't. And I know I talked about this last um, episode or the episode where we we talked about Matthew Kachuk. I just, I really don't see anyone offer sheeting anyone this offseason. I think that it's, um, we're like, we're going to go back to seeing how rare they are. (laughs) That's just my opinion. And coming up next, we are going to talk about the man who should probably be named captain this summer. And that is Michael Backlund. But before that, let's just take a quick break to talk about Bet Online. As always, please gamble responsibly. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all, all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA final matchup, NHL Stanley Cup final matchup, as well as Major League Baseball 
And of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked On Flames. And as always, please make sure that you are uh, subscribed wherever you listen to us and make sure that you have thrown a rating and a nice little review our way if you're feeling generous. Oh, Captain. Oh, Captain. Oh, Captain, my backwind. I tried to be funny there. I apologize. I think that he deserves the... Uh, the C to be named captain. I think that in all seriousness, he is a leader. He is the longest tenured player on the, he's the longest tenured flame now that Geo's gone. And I am thoroughly impressed with how his game improved again this season, even though he is, you know, he's been in the league for. <laughs> For over a decade. And he's one of the guys that uh, is always willing to stop and talk to fans. He is the heartbeat of this line. And I think that he does an excellent job supporting the community, supporting the fans, and supporting his teammates. Uh, This year he had 39 points, which isn't a career high, but it is certainly an improvement based on these last two seasons. And he has, again, that defensive style to his game that the Flames need. And they they need a strong presence down the middle in that depth position. And he gives that. He gives it his all every time he's out on the ice. And it's not just about him going out there and crashing the net, going down deep in the corners and uh, poke checking and, you know, doing what he needs to do on the forecheck. But also, he does a great job crashing the net. He does a great job scoring and participating and (laughs) contributing to the team in ways that obviously are expected. But for a guy who's been in the league as long as he has, he doesn't look like he's up there in age with Manji, not Manji Apani, oh my God, sorry, Milan Lucic. You know, I I think he's been in the league two years longer than Luch or around the same time. And they play entirely different games, exact opposite style games. You know, I think we're able to still get something out of Backland where you have to be on your knees begging and pleading for Lucic to contribute in some way, shape or form. And I, I think that there are things that Backland brings to this team that, are just like the non-tangibles that set him apart from the rest of the leaders and the vocal um, players on this team. I think that he is someone who knows that accountability has to be taken. He is someone who knows that business means business. Like this isn't a, I mean, yes, it's a game, but when it comes down to it, you need to win. And he had eight points through 12 games this postseason. I didn't expect that out of him by any means. He was the most valuable player on the Flames this offseason, or this postseason, rather. 
And it was just great to see and really just he was a force to be reckoned with like there's no other way to describe it the flames played some of their best hockey when he was out on the ice and i truly think that if the flames if daryl sutter had rolled out this line against the mcdavid line there they would be in a much different position than getting swept, or the gentleman's sweep, I should say. You know, I think that the first or the second round would have gone more than five games because you're putting, (laughs) you're putting talented hockey players who contribute defensively and offensively, offensively out on the ice instead of just these big bodied men who look like Buicks when they skate. Like, There's no, there was no reason for that fourth line to be out there against McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Kane. Like, are are we all in agreement here? I I really didn't want to rehash that and have to bring that up again, but there was no reason for it. This line should have been out there. And, you know, to wrap it up, I do think that this team, as this line as a whole, was a game changer this season. I think that they contributed every way possible I think that they are a staple for this team now I think that going into next year there's more to work with you you have that line and you can kind of build around it in terms of you know maybe your more depth players I just I don't know I think that as a whole the line gets an A for the season and they all earned A's and A minuses. I think that, again, it's just a matter of them being set up for success against lines that are, that need that defensive game more than they need to be slapped around, like tossed around. You know, I think that it's with a line like, uh, let's say the top line in Pittsburgh, that's a, that's a line that you could throw out Goudreau, like the top line or this line, the M line. I think that's pretty much what they're called. Like it, (laughs) the M line, that could be that. But when it's McDavid, you need to throw out a more (laughs) defensively driven line. And that's not a knock to the top line's defensive game or lack thereof sometimes but I think that this line is more like they're willing to go down in the corners with players and like they're not afraid to take those hits or throw hits but that that's just my opinion as uh someone who has tried to remain neutral but has been sucked in as a Flames fan um but has also just kind of watched every game with a critical eye and that's that so thank you all so much for tuning into locked on flames as always i'm jess belmosto you can follow me on twitter at jess belmosto you can find the show at lo underscore flames pod on twitter you can find the show twitter i mean sorry stitcher spotify apple audible odyssey youtube free 99 everywhere and i appreciate you all tuning in for another episode and making us 
part of your day. I haven't decided who I'm going to uh, evaluate next, but it's probably going to be the forwards. Or I might switch it up and throw in a defenseman. Let me know what you think down in the comments. But as always, I will talk with you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.